to Hippies Showcase Saturday. We have an amazing guest today. Her name is Meg. She is from the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast with Thomas. You guys know her. His, like, I don't want to say groupies, but like fans. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else is coming to mind. Um, We're part of his his cult. His cult, his, yeah, his loyal, <laughs> his loyal group. But we are excited to share this. Uh, Katie and I had never heard of it before, and Meg is starting her business. And so we're very excited to help support her and just kind of talk about this new topic because we like to feature people that do different modalities that we aren't familiar with yet or we have never heard of because the more we know, the more we can better our journey and ourselves. So, we usually start with an affirmation and we usually when it's the guest people oh hi katie hello hello (laughs) i just get talking so much you're fine um we we like to let them kind of pick either or explain their favorite affirmation or kind of just explain a word or theme that's going on with them so hello meg and welcome Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. So is there an affirmation that you like or that you're drawn to right now? Or is there like a word or a theme that you are focused on? I do not currently have an affirmation. Uh, I would say that my theme for the year, you know, a lot of people choose, oh, what's your word Mm -hmm. for the year kind of thing. Um, And I I didn't really have that either, but as last year was coming to an end, I kept noticing that I was wanting to be more deliberate and intentional with my behavior and mostly in speaking for myself. So like in speaking about what, I guess, vocalizing my own desires, my own wishes, my own needs, uh, because I was finding that I didn't realize for uh, about 44 years that I never did that. I kind of would just go along with whatever the circumstances were, whatever someone else was doing. I would just, you know, I didn't feel comfortable saying what I wanted or needed. So right now I'm focusing on being deliberate and intentional with words, also with actions and just moving from a place, whether it be physically, emotionally, in relationships or otherwise moving from a place of intentionality. Yeah, that's awesome. And it fits in with our codependency podcast that we just released a week or two weeks ago, whenever this airs. But it's so funny that that theme keeps coming up because obviously everyone, when topics come up that we just keep getting like signs and signals, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's because the mass of the people that were around are struggling and dealing with that too. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're getting those like messages and it's like, okay, message received. We'll talk about it. We'll share about it. We'll communicate about it because when we started the podcast, I, when I shared it to Katie, the codependency mm-hmm. um, post, I was like, I didn't even know what codependency was or what. I had no idea. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. Like I didn't realize it until Monday when we were talking about it. So that's just interesting. I, um, yeah, I, the the definition that I had in my head, along with the definition of a boundary, um, were just completely 
inaccurate with what I know now or inconsistent or, you know, just with what I know now. And I'm like, oh, I never had boundaries either, which goes hand in hand with being codependent because you yeah. can't have boundaries and, and be codependent. Right. It's just not possible. <laughs> um, but that whole concept of like, I'm okay if you're okay. And if you're not okay, then I have to do something about it. And it's my responsibility to manage your emotions and mm-hmm. all of that. So um, just getting, yeah, intentional and deliberate with where I am, what I want, and that it's okay to have those needs and desires and to express them. Yeah. Yeah. Open yeah. that throat chakra, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some yoga with you. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> you that, know that what? Good. Thank you. The <laughs> coolest thing actually happened the other day when I was doing an HMT session with someone. She said that... Um, she was having all these emotions. And at the end of the session, she's like, I feel like the little mermaid. Like I have my voice now. And that just reminded me of that. I love um, that. All right, let's talk HMT. Yeah, I was like, speaking of, what is our topic yet? You and I, I got to do a session with you and it was amazing. And we're going to talk about that. But what is HMT? So, HMT stands for holographic manipulation therapy. And so a hologram, right, is the etymology of the word is Greek, holos, whole, grandma, picture. And the idea is that the whole picture contains a bunch of tiny little fragments, right? But also each fragment of that contains the whole picture. So through each fragment, you can see the whole picture, right? And through changing just a fragment, you can change everything. Um, And what we're doing is altering, reframing, and releasing emotional trauma of like either negative beliefs or memories and the things that have become triggers for us. Right. Mm -hmm. So like each time we, if we have something that's a trigger, each time a scenario triggers quote unquote, that feeling we're right back in that initial feeling of that trauma. Right. And it's, if you can imagine it, like on a graph, it's going up and down and up and down and up and down, you know, like in that frenetic pattern. Um, And when we hit those things, if we can go back and either reframe or release the emotion around that, it releases that trigger. Like our brain doesn't know the difference, right? Between what is really happening in this 3D dimensional awareness and when we're making something up. So if the mind doesn't know the difference between that, if we can reframe a memory and make it into something that's beneficial for us, we're actually altering our reality. So I guess that was a long answer, but in short, yeah, that's that's sweet. It's yeah. It's a way to like reframe and release emotional trauma. So like shame, anxiety, fear, depression. Um, And then we hold those things in our body, right, Mm -hmm. too. So it's not just in our mind. We can store that as pain. And if you know that you've had something chronic, that's an indication to me that that something's happening at the subconscious level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then that's what we're accessing. <clears throat> accessing. Yeah. And it was really interesting to me because I'm going to be honest, I didn't know anything about it going in. And mm -hmm. when I went in, I had expected to basically, I, truthfully, I didn't have a lot of expectations. But what I did expect mm -hmm. was that you would, I would be stationary. Like there wasn't a mm -hmm. lot of movement mm -hmm. that I would be doing that you were just basically talking to my mind. And mm -hmm. there was, so what actually happens? Yeah. So that's awesome that you bring up a great point, right? Because there are a lot of ways that we connect with the subconscious mind, right? And that is just a, a lot of those are a way that we just get into a certain brainwave state, right? So that's hypnosis, that's NLP, that's um, that rapid eye movement therapy. Um, it's a way to just get out of the conscious mind. But what happens with HMT is because we want to connect with the entire neurology. So that's conscious mind, subconscious mind, and central nervous system. And the central nervous system involves using our body, right? Mm -hmm. So like using our hands. Our hands have, um, you know, on our hands, there's what's called a homunculus. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but certain parts of our hands reflect large portions of our brain, right? And so getting all of that involved, we're actually touching, you know, what's out in space in front of us. We're actually reframing with our hands a memory. We're actually using that to engage with our subconscious mind because the subconscious mind speaks only in picture sounds and feelings, we are getting all of our neurology involved as a way to just pipeline directly into that. So wow. yeah, you are not stationary at all. You're doing a lot of movements with your hands um, and talking a lot about colors and you know, doing a lot of breath work with that and noticing how when you're doing that the feelings immediately start to change in your body. And mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing that we just talked about, right? If the mind doesn't know the difference between what happened, quote unquote, um, and what we're imagining, we can then, you know, we can kind of, we can create that. We can create that with, like in this moment now, and then you'll notice if you do that, um, you know, you're, you'll feel the difference in your body. You'll immediately, like if you imagine going to a safe place or a tranquil place or a place where you were once very relaxed, you'll notice a feeling in your body start to shift and change. And if you have the feeling, you have everything you need. You know, like if you have a feeling in your body that you want to get rid of, if you have the feeling, you have everything you need to, to get rid of it too. I guess that's a huge way that we frame it with the HMT is we want to get in touch with that feeling because it's at the subconscious level and what lies at our, or what happens in our subconscious level lies well below our level of awareness. Yeah. And so a way that we can contact that is through a feeling. Mm -hmm. So we can create those feelings, right? And we can also get rid of those feelings through subconscious mind work. Wow. Does that That's crazy. answer? 
Yeah. So when you initially, when you initially have a new person, is there like a questionnaire? Is there like a basic scan that you guys do to kind of find the area? There is a questionnaire that someone would fill out prior to doing work with us or me um, or any HMT therapist. And I would do a call beforehand, oh, okay. um, just a little, you know, like an interview almost yeah. just to kind of see what's going on, um, what would lead them, you know, to what the, what led them to me, why they're interested, what they hope to accomplish from yeah. a session. Um, and then when we begin the therapy session, that's when, because it changes right on, on a day to day yeah. basis. But like, if you have overarching, if you're, if what's happening with you is a lot of anxiety, um, you know, I would know that beforehand, but we would talk about the level at which you're experiencing it, um, it. at the time of the session. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, it was um, interesting. I was in my therapy appointment this morning and we we're talking about deconditioning just from past mm -hmm. beliefs and all of those kind of things. And you and I touched on that a little bit during our session. And she had talked about how when we are deconditioning, thinking about just that word in general, we are basically tearing down buildings. And mm -hmm. when we are deconditioning from a lifetime of things that we mm -hmm. are taught, not only are we tearing down buildings, but we're tearing down like full cities, right? So it takes right. like so much work. So the, the part that I found interesting about that, going back to a little bit of the, the movement, you know, scientists, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard the quote that's basically says that scientists have discovered that it takes around 400 repetitions in order for us to create a new synapse in the brain. But when mm -hmm. we use play or movement, mm -hmm. then it takes mm -hmm. 10 to 20 repetitions. So oh, wow. when we're working on deconditioning or getting rid of things like shame, which that was the main topic of my um, HMT thing with you, um, mm -hmm. How many sessions do you feel like it would take in order for somebody to not be complete, obviously, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it like we're tearing down a whole bunch of things, but exactly is it is it like a once a month thing? Is it that's a really good question. And so first, I want to address one thing which you said, um, and it really is important, and that is play. Mm -hmm. And HMT is very playful, right? So that's all anyone has to be willing to do in order to have a session is fully participate and a willingness to be playful and imaginative. And it really is powerful. It's so powerful. Um, and then to your direct question, how many sessions? So of course it's case dependent, right? Um, and it's like an onion. You're mm -hmm. just peeling peeling, peeling things away. But I would say, I mean, people go in one session from an, a level of like an eight being, you know, if the scale is zero to 10, zero being, I feel nothing, 10 being it's highly distressful, you know, from an eight, nine to a zero in one session. Now, what I find happens is that then that opens up another layer for them yeah. so then you know we could so you know i think it's it's for something um very specific like i want to reframe this specific memory um you know that could just be a couple sessions if it's something like a poverty creation that i've created over a lifetime 
I think it's something that people would say, oh, I just, I, I would like to work a little bit more with this now, you know? So maybe typically four sessions for someone um, to, to go from a sense of real overwhelm, but in one session, you, I mean, you can attest to this, Katie, you get immediate results. And that's my favorite thing about this therapy in comparison to what I've done with NLP and hypnosis. I'm certified um, in both. I'm board certified in hypnosis and I'm um, an NLP practitioner as well. And I find this just to be extremely powerful and like immediate results so much faster. Mm -hmm. Just it, it goes right to the heart of it. Um, so so in, once you've, go, go once on, you've done sorry. a couple sessions, are there things that you can practice at home like yourself yes. to like better it? Yes, exactly. So there are certain <clears throat> techniques that we do within a session that you absolutely can continue on your own. And I find, you know, just even in the morning, if I do them for myself, I'm like, oh, okay, that really, you know, takes it, takes it down a notch um, or just makes it so that I'm changing the filter through which I see my reality, right? And that is the goal of all subconscious mind work because yeah. like Katie's talking about, we don't have any filters when we're born, you know, age zero to seven, we're just sponges. We are taking <laughs> it all in. We can't reject anything that a mother, a teacher, a, a guardian, anyone is telling us, a parent, um, or just even experiences, just like I even exactly. feel visual experiences. You don't even know what it is, but you're seeing how it's hurting or impacting and you're just absorbing that feeling and that right. emotion. Exactly. You're just taking it all in just your, your circumstance, your environment. We are taking all those things in and that's 99.994% of what we do is based on what's happening in our subconscious mind in those beliefs and filters were created typically between the age of zero to seven. Um, and so I don't remember your question. <laughs> um, <laughs> been uh, we were talking about doing things at home and yes. Okay. So, um, so yes, I find that doing this work with the subconscious mind, then allows us to kind of change those filters, those yeah. the, the 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 filters that we created long ago, um, and we can directly dialogue with it. And then, yes, you then have access to these techniques, um, and you can do them. You can do them on your own, at least some of them. Yeah, and it's really beneficial in terms of taking down the level or the of what do I want to say not level I would um, just think the more you do at home when you would have a session it would better your session because you're more comfortable like getting into the the mindset you're more comfortable you're more confident mm -hmm. in yourself and then when mm -hmm. you do it uh, do another session you're like yeah okay I am doing this right I can get in this I can get in the in the session faster. I can, I'm more accepting. And then mm -hmm. it's just more that you're piling on, like, like knowledge wise. Absolutely. And the more you do subconscious mind work, the easier it is for you to access that part of your mind. Yeah. Because, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because we have a tendency to want to edit that 
part of ourselves. That's the part of ourselves that's really quiet, right? Like when I ask you a question, the subconscious mind will scan 13 trillion neurological cells. 13 trillion. That's insane. I mean, No whoa. wonder I can't think things. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you that <nailed> sentence. It. <laughs> like literally that was an example. <laughs> right there. If you ever need a, an example of doing something bad, ask me to do it because I will probably just, my gut reaction will just be a little off. Okay. <laughs> But the, you know why? I was just going to say this because it scans the 13 trillion neurological cells and in three seconds it will offer you an answer. But we always want to edit it. We yeah. want to edit it. We don't believe it. It seems like we're making it up. It's really quiet. So we're like, oh, that can't be it. You know, but truly that's a part of us that we should go with. Um, we because about that's... that in the We talked about that in the codependency episode too. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to hurt people's feelings, but your gut reaction, that initial response to something is usually how you're truly feeling. But Mm -hmm. as empaths and as people that have had emotional response growing up, they're like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to voice my opinion because Mm -hmm. I don't want them to not like me versus no, this, if I would have been open and honest and said things that would have been from my, my gut space, Mm -hmm. then I probably would have save myself from a lot of bad relationships that I was in and just become like, know myself better and just know my boundaries and know what I actually want, not second guessing everything because of the people I'm surrounded by. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, so, you know, I always go back to the subconscious mind work because at some point, right, we learned environmentally that that wasn't going to be a safe thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do start second guessing ourselves and we do start responding to our environment and the people around us and because we want to be in that safe place. And so we do repress a lot of our own emotions and I have found HMT to be the fastest technique um, to resolve that trauma that comes along with those repressed emotions. Yeah, that was definitely a very interesting part of that because you would ask a question and you'll go, the first thing that comes into Mm -hmm. your mind, what do you see? First hunch. And a lot of times our logic brain wants to go, I have to think this through. Like, let me, Mm -hmm. let me figure it out first. Let me. Right. Well, how, where do I associate this with? Well, what could that be? And that is my favorite thing about this therapy. You don't have to have an intellectual understanding of anything that comes to your mind. You don't even have to have like a conscious memory of it. Your subconscious mind remembers everything. It remembers everything that happened in your life. We filter all that, you Mm -hmm. know, like, through our conscious mind, through that point zero 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 six percent, you know, and and that's what we see in our day to day reality, in our day to day habits, in our day to day performances, in our day to day patterns. But the subconscious mind remembers everything. So if we can pipeline directly into that and just let it come up, so I just want to create that safe space for people, mm-hmm. right? you're doing all the work, but I just want to create that safe space, that container where you can go through it. You can process it. You're driving the bus. I'm just kind of holding the map for you, like saying, okay, we're going to go here and 
whatever comes up for you, just say it immediately. Mm-hmm. And so I've, been, I've done a couple um, like hypno- hypnosis sessions, I guess, mm-hmm. or just even trying to set in a meditation where you're just trying to even visualize something. And mm-hmm. I always just block everything out. Like I won't let myself get to that point. I'm still super mm-hmm. like aware of what's going on. So when mm-hmm. I found out that that's not what this is at all, like you're awake the whole time and yeah. and you're just like communicating and, and talking. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause I have yes. problems with like seeing things in my head. Like I won't, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll block it. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's the fear of mm-hmm. seeing it or mm-hmm. just the, ex- like all the angst and excitement about, uh, or trying to see it so hard. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it just blocks me. So when you're saying, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? It's, it's just like the thought it's not necessarily like what you're seeing or. So it is, it's, it can be a thought. It can be an emotion. It can just be something that you don't even know how to identify. It can be something you see. It, it doesn't, it can be like, oh, well, I don't think I'm good enough. It can be that, you know, um, or it can be, I just have this feeling in my body that's like constantly nagging at me. Or it can be like a resistance that you're having to something mm-hmm. like, um, oh, I'm successful. If I say I'm successful, do I have resistance to that in my body somewhere? That's the key to the subconscious, to getting in contact with what the subconscious belief or pattern is yeah. because um, we don't necessarily know consciously. So yeah. it, it can be any of those things, yes, but it's very fast. I have a question for you. Um, does your mind, are you typically a person that is like your mind's constantly racing, racing, racing? Like I have to do this thing next and then this thing next. And like, do you have a list? Are you a list person? Is I that have kind like of six you? lists that I don't follow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think that that has something to do with it. And I think your mind actually moves very quickly. And because of that, it wants to like go. I get like immediate be, results. And yes, when I don't exactly. get it, then I'm like, ah, oh, it's over. Never mind. I lost it. Yeah, never mind. I can't get into this <laughs> hypnosis. Forget it. And then <laughs> your mind starts a, to wander. Yeah. Does your mind start to wander? Uh, it, yeah, it wanders. But I mean, I can set into. So for a while, I was meditating like pretty well because mm-hmm. they were like, stop having expectations. Just just yeah. be there. Yeah. And so I was I was doing that like fairly well. And the the job I had would do a lot of mental health. It was when we all switched to work at home. And so mm-hmm. we were doing three times a week group meditations and like mm-hmm. lead meditations and out of nowhere, just, I would be okay. I would be just hanging out. And then when I would sit into my meditation, I would get extreme anxiety and mm-hmm. like, I mm-hmm. couldn't sit still. And it was like this weird, overwhelming feeling of like, Oh, get yourself out of the situation. And that had never happened to me before. So that's honestly why I stopped meditating because when I would mm-hmm. meditate, my anxiety would be higher and I felt mm-hmm. more angst and more mm-hmm. just like emotion. And I was like, well, I don't want to feel that I'm trying to relax. Mm-hmm. And so I, I probably didn't meditate for probably six months. Mm-hmm. And now I've noticed it. it needs when I do meditate, it needs to be a little bit more active or Mm-hmm. like a walking meditation or an active meditation where my eyes are open and I'm just doing things unless I've done an exercise 
previous. So if I do like mm -hmm. a yoga session or if I'm at the gym and then I've exerted some energy, then I can sit down and I can be still and be calm and feel yeah. peaceful. But besides that, anytime I try to do anything where I'm trying to tap into another system, my brain is just like pinballing up there of like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And that's why I think HMT is awesome because that is I have the same kind of experience sometimes, right? Like I'm just like, bing, bada, ding, 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 ding. I actually <laughs> explained my brain that way, like a pinball machine not too long ago. Like, like all the things are lighting up, all the things I could do and go and say, and you know, yeah. Um, but that's my favorite thing about HMT and why I find it to be so powerful is because it's like, I'm just walking you through like, okay, first hunch, first answer. There's no, you don't have to like get into it. You know what I'm saying? You it's just like have to just have a gut reaction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, and it moves so quickly. I mean, I follow the lead of whoever I'm working with. So if I think that if you're coming up with answers quickly and you're moving quickly through the whole process, then I go with that. But if someone really likes to sit in that for a moment, they also can. Again, you're, you're the, you lead everything. I'm just kind of, I'm following your lead. I'm guiding you through the process, but it's your work essentially. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's why it's so powerful is because it's just, you want to go with those, those first instantaneous answers. And so it's yeah. not an opportunity to let like, you're not ruminating in the feeling per yeah. se, you know, there's like a movie that does that and they're trying to get people to pick an answer and they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's on um, the office. And he's, they're trying to figure out Michael and Jan's like relationship. And then mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Phyllis goes, um, what color or what's your favorite color? And he's like red. And then he asks like, she asks like two or three more questions. And then he, she's like, do you want to be with Jan? And he goes, no. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> right. like, she's like, yeah, my, my mom used to do that with me when I couldn't figure out something to do. And it's because your mind gets off track and you're not like trying to overthink what's going on. You're just like, oh, these are simple answers. And then you just exactly. have your gut response because exactly. those other questions aren't based from emotion. They're just like random, like, I don't know, thoughts, I guess. But, but that's right. kind of what it reminds me of when the gut reaction. Yeah. And I think uh, like what you're saying about also, um, you know, how doing a moving meditation works for you and that kind of stuff. That's the whole aspect of being playful with mm -hmm. HMT is getting all all your senses involved. Right. And that's the same con or, um, yeah, concept with the hologram, too, is it it involves all five senses are our, our reality. Right. So um, and getting all the senses involved makes the changes more impactful. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone is different when they do it, but here's something that mm -hmm. I found very, very interesting. And mm -hmm. at the beginning, because, you know, I've said this before already, but we talked about, for me personally, I wanted to address shame. Mm -hmm. And you had asked me how big of a number I felt like mm -hmm. shame played in my life from like one to 10. Uh, mm -hmm. So my number was pretty high. And... Mm -hmm throughout the course of our time together mm -hmm. through the different play and different questions the number would sub 
subsequently. Yeah. Is that a word? I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, go yeah. down. Subsequent. Right? Thank you. Subsequent. Why can't I say that right now? Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> we just make up words on this podcast. <laughs> All the time. As long as you we guys do, are the mysterious. making the mistakes <laughs> and not me. I, mean, I don't care. So anyway, the yes. number would go down mm-hmm. pretty significantly for me. So as I got to the end, um, and I know you were saying earlier with someone that you had done an HMT that they had a sort of an energy type of mm-hmm. response. Yes. I yes. had a very high energy response to it where I likened it almost to like, and it didn't hurt obviously, but mm-hmm. it was like, um, it was like a, like yarn, like a ball, yeah. not a ball of yarn, but like strings of yarn were like between my, my ears and they yes. were just flowing yes. out of my ears. Like it felt like mm-hmm. it, everything was just coming out and it was a yes. bizarre feeling, but it was also yes. one of those where I felt like an intense release. Absolutely. So what's what ha, like it does it just activate that energy and then it's just like you're just dumping it? So what we're doing is changing your neurology essentially, mm-hmm. right? So um the things that are not aligned with this new neurology, your system will want to purge. So yes, I say you're purging or shedding that energy. Mm -hmm. And it comes in all different forms. You know, like I remember you at the end telling me that there's all this energy like coming out your ears. Stuff coming out of my ears. I was like, mm-hmm. how's your session? And she was like, I don't know. There's stuff coming out of my ears. And I was like, <laughs> she obviously didn't say that, but she, and I'm I knew she meant like energy, but uh-huh. <laughs> my ears are leaking. I don't get it. Um, great. You know, and the fact that you are, you have such a great awareness, right. Of that kind of thing mm-hmm. that you can actually identify what is happening and, um, you know, what is leaving and where the feeling is actually coming out and, and going going out of and going to, I guess. Um, But yes, it's a huge energetic shift, a huge energetic purging, a huge energetic shedding. Um, People cry, people Mm -hmm. sweat, people shake, people laugh, people, you know, laugh uncontrollably. I I, I don't know how to (laughs) regulate my emotions sometimes. So when I'm upset, like I'll laugh a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So like I used to get in trouble all the time when I was little, not little, but like yeah, higher elementary to middle school or even mm-hmm. into high school that I would get yelled at and I would start giggling <laughs> or laughing because I don't understand how to regulate my emotions. It's, so I, it's like I, the most inappropriate times I'd just be like giggling. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm going to stick up for you here though, Sarah, because I think that, you know, um, who we we label these things as being good or bad all the time whereas yeah. really it's just energy it's just energy moving through us so some people process energy through tears that we call sadness and some people process energy through laughter but it's not an, an it's not an intent right that you're yeah. making fun of that person one of my boys does that and i didn't understand it for the longest time until i got more into energy work i'm like why are you laughing at your sister she's crying you know but <laughs> right. that's just his way of processing emotion you just yeah. you know there's if you think of it like when you laugh or when you cry it starts somewhere inside of you as just this energetic 
it's just a feeling that's inside yeah. of us, right? Same thing with anxiety or overwhelm um, or sadness, but it starts in our body. And as it wants to move out, it just comes out in different ways for different people. But yeah. so that's that goes back to what Katie was asking too, which is how, what do people experience? Like I told you guys earlier, I had a client say that she wanted to sing like Little Mermaid because she was like, I feel like I have my voice back, like la 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 la. And yeah. it was so, that's a great shift to go from that to feeling like prior to that, she's like, I don't really know if I want to start an online business. You know, she's like, I don't think my stuff is good enough. And now she feels like she can sing to the world. And two days later, she posts her stuff on Facebook. So I feel like just intuitively, that was what came out for her as a, as a, like a release. So then she knows now if she's blocked, like Katie's is dancing, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when she needs or feels blocked, like she can use song or Mm -hmm. just like belting as loud as she wants in her car as, Mm -hmm. as her way of like, moving that energy and and it's like okay well that's your gut response is singing okay go for it like yes when I had an intuitive reading one of my one of my very first ones and she was like um she was like I'm seeing you like singing and dancing and and playing like like a little girl just like spinning around and and I was like that's so weird because I call it frolicking that's Mm -hmm. what I personally call it so like I'll be out somewhere and I'll just try to like me frolicking through just help that's what helps me the most feeling the most pure, like the most mm-hmm. pure state is me like frolicking or dancing or skipping. And because I, I'll skip, I'll do weird stuff all the time. So I'll like skip at work and they're like, what are you doing? Like be professional. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a hell hole. Leave me alone. I'm going to skip if I want to <laughs> skip. Okay. Like, and then I don't get in trouble. This for, like, is how I, I get through yeah. the day people. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. like, I was like, do you want me to just freak out? No, let me skip. Damn it. Okay. But that's cool that it can allow like different avenues to come out because you maybe you wouldn't tell every single person like, okay, well, if you would sing, then you can get that out. Like that's like that that wouldn't be like a regular thing. But for her, it kind of came out naturally. Exactly. And that's exactly what Katie's saying about the energy coming out her ears is that it just allowed for this part, like changing the neurology now allows for this part of you to come up and be present and either leave or be seen or be expressed or, you know, just it's moving out of us. And it's, it's just, it's reframing and resolving that trauma or whatever was repressed in us before, you know, like whatever that repressed emotion might be reframing it and resolving it in some way. And then Working with the colors really helps supply some missing frequencies that might have been, um, you know, like in a reframing or in a re- what we call a regression. Um, if we work a lot with colors and it provides what would be a missing frequency from that scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting that you just said that because where I'm at in my personal business, I want to create different things, not just bracelets, not just mm-hmm. necklaces, not just earrings. Like I want to expand a little bit and I feel, I don't know if it's because I was sick or I don't know if it's because I'm in this little, like this little depressive state, but I feel like I have no source of creativity. So I've been trying to mm. do things differently. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've noticed is it's really hard when you're on social media because you just see what everyone else is doing and you're yeah. like, well, that's a good idea, but I don't know if that aligns with me. And, mm-hmm. 
And I want to get to the, I, I forgot how much I was looking back through my old Facebook pictures and I forgot how much I used to create things like mm -hmm. my, my, my walls were just filled with my own art of different yeah. media mediums. Like it wasn't just painting or anything. And I was like, Oh, I want to get back to that feeling. But I tried to paint the other day. And it was like, it was like a two-year-old could have painted better than me. Cause I had no, there was no, there was nothing like there was no creativity like oozing out of me like I felt mm -hmm. like it used to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm really blocked with that. So I can't wait to have a session, but I was just going to say, let's do a session because I think yeah. we could just like free up that, yeah. that energy in you um, or actually, and actually not, or I think we could do both. Um, first remove the block, you yeah. know? So first we would remove whatever the block is like, whatever that belief is. And then we can amplify that yeah that creativity that yeah because right, i have a I'm lot of blocks excited. it just depends on what <laughs> what category we want to talk about so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i when i just heard you talking it just sounded like there's a heaviness present there yeah. right now and um alleviating the intensity of that will absolutely then just naturally free up whatever you know juices want to want to start flowing in you yeah that's awesome and then I didn't ask Katie this question, which you can answer, but after the session, when you do like remove blocks or energy and it, mm -hmm. I feel like it does because when space empties, I feel like other things flood in. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. do people have a lot of experience where maybe they get a better concept of what it was that was blocking them and they become more aware of it or, and then something replaces it. That's a different, like that's no. a different heaviness and a feeling or. I would say no, we do immediately in the session when you remove something, we fill it with something else because oh, okay. I think if you're not intentional, um, then anything can come in. Now that's my own personal belief, but you know, you don't just want to leave an open space yeah. with in you don't you aren't sure what type of energy can come in there if you yeah. aren't very deliberate. Um, so we know we fill those spaces um, with something that we would desire to have instead. And it's almost always a color because yeah. the color is what's missing, essentially. And like what I was saying earlier, just things in your body, you notice the feelings in your body start to shift and change as you're as you're using that. Yeah, it's really it's so powerful it's so fast and so powerful and so amazing i'm still every time i do it i'm like just wow so great <laughs> that's awesome because mm -hmm. i know sometimes with therapy it kind of gets worse before it gets better like mm -hmm. when you do like vocal therapy or kind of compounding with whatever else is going on like i know things Absolutely. have been like just coming at katie like like oh mm -hmm. here's another one here's another one here's another one it's kind of like stacking things so is I think sometimes talk therapy, like, can, there's a time and a place for everything. And I'm not discounting anyone's choice and everyone has a right to their, you know, opinion and preference. I think that after a certain point, especially talk therapy can like perseverate certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like it can just, you keep revisiting instead of reframing, eliminating or resolving something yeah does that make sense yeah i feel like the lady that katie sees she gives her so many tools for mm -hmm. each of those things so it's like mm -hmm. so i feel like also when these things come up like with the actions that you teach in in 
your sessions and then also like the reframing techniques on the outside where like new tools like katie mm -hmm. does like fact checking and stuff like mm -hmm. that so i feel like those all like compound in a good way mm -hmm. instead of just like oh i have this feeling again i don't know how to handle it mm -hmm. and it just i all kind of aids together and yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know where i'm going <laughs> Okay, so you offer holographic manipulation therapy or HMT and mm -hmm. then um, hypnosis. Yep, hypnosis. And what else? And NLP. And I, you know, so all of these things are, are fairly new to me. These are all modalities that I have learned within the past um, year or two. Uh, but I've been practicing body work, energy work, um, you know, myofascial therapy mm -hmm. for 21 plus years, which oh, wow. is hard to believe, but that is how I got started in all of this. Right. So like my, the reason I began as a massage therapist was because I wanted to find the root cause of what someone's pain was, you know, and over time, what I discovered is that that root cause of pain is in my subconscious mind, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, that's, that's how I got to, to these things that I, that I do now. And it's just, it's been a fantastic journey, just unfolding each step of the way, but yes, HMT, NLP and hypnosis, hypnotherapy. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so where can people find you? I don't practice social media <laughs> on the regular. So, um, mostly because I do think it does affect our subconscious mind. And if we don't have a Great. lot <laughs> of, of ways to filter that, you right know, now. and, and those, the blue light that comes at us through computers and TVs and phones is meant to put us in that hypnotic state. And then we don't have the filters and mm -hmm. then, you know, so I don't watch TV and I don't really listen to the radio and, um, I'm very choosy, let me say. So I don't practice social engage, I should say, in social media on the regular. Um, so I do have a personal Facebook page. And then I also have a professional Facebook page that is called A New Reality. Nice. Because that's the name of my business. Yay. And I know, right? Because <laughs> when you're done with session, you're in, a, you have a new reality. You're, yeah. you're, you're completely in a new reality. Um, awesome. So that is my professional Facebook page is A New Reality. And you would just ask to join and then, you know, you get asked the questions and then I approve and then you're a member. And, if, you know, those are just the I'm I'm hoping in February or March, not hoping I'm planning to do like a little month long kind of um, let's call it experience or adventure where each day we kind of play with working with the subconscious mind in different ways. And yeah, that'd um, be awesome. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but though, so, and then, you know, you'll just get posts every day in there about kind of what subconscious mind work is, how, you know, why it's effective, et cetera. That's okay. awesome. Awesome. And then if you want to share just an email too, if people would rather contact you that way, we can post that in the group. So yes. Do you want me to say it out loud or you want me just to send or you guys have it? You send it or yeah, yeah. Once you once we get everything, we'll post everything okay. in the in the show notes and then everybody okay. can come hit you up from there. And then awesome. I encourage every single one of you <laughs> go to Meg, 
do the <laughs> the HMT because it is I I at the end of my session I really did say over and over and over again this is wild. Yeah. This is wild. And it was just I think that. that's what it, I think that's what the text was. This, yeah. That was wild. That was wild. I have, yeah. I have energy coming out of my ears. Yeah. And all I could think yeah. about is the Harry Potter one where he eats the train bean and he has the smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> that's ca- I mean, literally, I told her it sounds like or it feels like a, it was like yarn and it was like a bunch of yarn and it was like both ends were cut, but they were both whoops coming out of my ears <laughs> so excited. She's I get over. excited and knock stuff over um so this was awesome thank you so much meg thank you guys so much it's been so great talking with you it was lovely this was awesome thank you so if you guys like this episode go to the show notes you can find meg on there uh follow us on social media share it with everybody because this was so fun and until next time don't worry, boo-boo, 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 be hippie. <laughs>